Would you like to go and participate in a parade? What if that parade ain't legal? Well, you might get held in the D.C. jail for a long, long time for illegally parading. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I'm listening to the new uh, What Next podcast from Slate. And they're talking about the prosecution of the January 6th rioters. So I'm just going to, whatever. If they say an interesting fact, I'll just give it to you here. So I don't know if they'll answer this question. But like, what I want to know is about how people are kept, who are kept, were kept in jail overly long. Basically, in America, you have a right to a speedy trial. And I think a lot of these people didn't get that. I think their rights were uh, taken away for them from political, for political reasons. Does this make them political prisoners? I think the answer is yes. I mean, it's not as bad as like a political prisoner in some banana republic where they throw you in jail for no reason at all or whatever, just because they don't like you. And let you rot there for 30 years. But still, you know, it's political. You're kind of a pri- you're, you're a prisoner if you're in jail. And I believe, you know, it's like, whatever. They keep you in jail for three months. And then they go, okay, we're going to give you a three-month sentence. And then, well, you already served it. You're out. But that's not how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to, like, whatever. You're supposed to get bail. I mean, a lot of cities are doing this no-cash bail. So just, you get to walk right out. You know, murderers manslaughters, all sorts of crazy people. People that try and run people over and then go run over, and then hit, hit, run over 50 people in a parade, right? They get out. They just get out. Not to mention the 500 Black Lives Matter riots where very few people uh, had to stay in jail. You know, if they did get charged, they got let out. And then you get go get your court trial. And if you're convicted, then you spend your time. So basically, I think these people are spending their time before they've been convicted. And so that ain't right. But anyway, so I'm listening to this podcast. It's a woke podcast, but, you know, they'll they'll give you numbers. You know, numbers don't lie. So the first thing to know is that there was a little over 700 people charged with something or other from the January 6th riot. And so apparently there's 20 judges have been set aside to deal with these cases. And, you know, not every one of them spent time in jail, I don't think. Uh, Whatever. Still waiting on that information. But Robert Gruler Esquire, he's a lawyer on YouTube that I like, he was talking about this. Like, I think he made a video where he actually put all the stats, all the stats that I want to know, it's in one of his videos, but he makes one, like, every day, and I can't, I don't want to go back and find it, because his videos are, like, two hours long. But anyways, he lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and so he was comparing the amount of, like, judges and cops and jails and blah, 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 that, like, the city of Phoenix, humongous city, Uh, has compared to whatever these people are, the feds. The feds who are dealing with this, uh, you know, so-called insurrection. And I forget exactly, but it was like the city of Phoenix and then the feds, like they have a similar number of judges and cops and blah, blah, blah. And the city of Phoenix processes like 700 people a day. 700 criminals a day come and go. You know, 365 days of the year. And... Anyways, it's no big deal for them. But the reason why they, the people who were kept in jail when they should have been let out on bail, uh, the reasoning that the prosecutors always gave was, uh, there's, it's, we're, we're overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed with this, whatever, this situation. So we don't have time to, you know, figure out exactly what the charge is and figure out what the bail is. We just have to leave them there until we decide what we want to charge them with. 
And the judges, I think, generally said, okay. Like I said before, but, you know, it's the prosecutors and the judges. If the prosecutors and the judges are not on your side, uh, whatever. You can't stop them from doing what they want to do, obviously. All right, so according to the, the woke uh, expert they have on here, so, you know, like federal judges, some of them are appointed by Republican presidents and some of them are appointed by Democrat presidents. And so you might think, oh, the Democrat appointed ones are going hard and the Republican ones are going easy. But according to this woke expert, and you can believe her because, you know, she's woke. She would like to say something else, but she says that ain't true. All the judges are being impartial. Well, then she brings up an example. There's a judge named Tanya Chetkin. And apparently she's a Obama appointee who just loves people of color. I bet she doesn't like Asians. But in any case, she is just going hardcore against these people. She has Trump derangement syndrome, and she's uh, using her power to just hammer these suckers. So that's kind of fun. Basically, she was a public defender. She thinks the legal system is racist. She thinks defendants should go free. But somehow, just not this time. So they bring up uh, the case of Matthew Mazzocco. And in his case, the prosecutors said, uh, whatever, he should get probation, no time in jail. And this woke judge, she's like, sorry, no, what he did is too terrible. He needs, to, he needs some jail time or some prison time. Now, don't quote me on this, but I think if you get more than one year in the pokey, then they send you to prison. But if you get less than one year, they send you to jail, at least generally. But anyways, what was his crime? What was so terrible about him? Besides, he was a Trump supporter and walked into the Capitol building. The guy, he wasn't violent or nothing. Well, what he did, he was, uh, I guess he blew up on social media because he took a bunch of selfies. He took some selfies, uh, they, they phrased it, he took a selfie of himself, in quotes, making a fierce face. And anyways, he just took a bunch of selfies of himself and he was smiling and all of them. He just really was having a good time and... The judge is like, the reason why you need to see the inside of a cell, you know, they're not saying, was he already in the inside of a cell? I bet he was, but they're not telling us that part. Because if you hear that part, then you're like, oh, this is partisan hackery and political prisonery. And effery, if you, I won't say it. But anyways, the judge is like, because he was having such a good time in all his selfies, she's like, no, this cannot stand. Because you're treating this insurrection as entertainment. I guess her quote was, he documented the chaos around him as if it were entertainment, end quote. And so, I mean, I, I you know, what next? I kind of love this podcast. Even though they're woke, they really give you good information. And anyways, for a judge to go above the government's recommendation on a sentence is virtually unheard of. Like, it's not against the rules. A judge can do whatever they want, but they never, ever do it. And I guess she was asked, hey, why are you handing down all these harsh sentences when you never do it any other time? And she says, I'm trying to prevent another insurrection. I mean, as soon as Trump gets reelected, if he does, Black Lives Matter is going to be rioting and tearing stuff up like crazy. And uh, I'm sure she'll go easy on them. I'm sure she's a total hypocrite and has no actual rationale other than she attacks the people she hates. All right, now they're talking about another judge. Basically, I don't feel like going back and trying to, or writing down the names of all these people. So I'm just going to say some judge, some rioter. I guess in this case, if I know, okay, anyways, this rioter's name was Anna Morgan Lloyd. But from now on, I'm probably just going to get rioter. 
So there was some judge. He gave uh, Anna Morgan Lloyd, um, whatever, probation, not a jail sentence. Again, they don't say how long she spent in jail before this happened. Like, for instance, if you spend a month in jail, and then they give you probation, like, you know, oh, the, the only thing you ever should have gotten was probation, then that whole month in jail is effed up. But anyways, this lady, she was a dumbass, and so, like, she, you know, she cried in court, and she said, I didn't know it was going to be violent, and blah, blah, you know, she said all the stuff the judge wanted to hear, so he gave her probation, and then the next day, she went on Fox News and was like, whatever. She's like, I'm not sorry at all, etc. Anyways, and so this judge, he started giving harsher sentences. He's like, I got burned. These people are faking it when they say they're sorry. Uh, I'm going to pass out harsher uh, sentences. Which, I mean, we haven't heard if he's a, <laughs> a Democrat appointee or not yet, but uh, I mean, that makes sense to me. That's something they mentioned earlier. A lot of the, pe- a lot of the rioters are not sorry. And I'm sure if you interviewed the five, you know, the people who were involved in the 500 Black Lives Matter riots, I'm sure, you know, virtually none of them are sorry. I think in general, rioters are not sorry. That's probably, doesn't matter why you're rioting, you're not sorry. Fine, the judge's name was Lambert. And apparently when he's passed sentences down after this, he said, I don't believe the defendant because of what happened previously. And apparently other judges have said that same thing. Like I say, I don't think rioters are sorry, but... I mean, let's take it to the absolute extreme here. You know, say you have a defendant who's black and they lie and say they're remorseful when they're not. Obviously, a judge cannot be like, oh, from now on, I'm going to punish black people more hardcore because that one lied. Like, you're just, I don't think, you're never really supposed to change the anything, to change justice for one person because of what some other person did. At least I don't think so. Certainly not stopping to believe claims of remorse i mean every defendant lies i went to court once i lied too i mean you know did i want to pay a bunch of money or did i want to lie choice is obvious traffic infraction freaking woke people so they never said if this second judge who's throwing the book at people uh was appointed by a democrat but they go oh and i heard some of them were appointed by republicans too so okay that guy was a democrat also I mean, I just think of my friends, dude. I have, I have friends, I mean, the woke friends, sure, but even the unwoke friends, I mean, their brains just got absolutely broken by looking at footage of January 6th, and judges are just people, so, I mean, I'm sure they were feeling, you know, more emotions than when their kid got born, or when they got married, or when they got in a car accident, I mean, it just, boy, it really takes over a lot of people's brains, and, uh, if it takes over the judge, the, your judge, if you're a defendant, it takes over your judge's brain, look out. Alright, so, Trump appointed Judge McFadden. He asked the government, hey, why are you charging these people differently than all the Black Lives Matter riot people? Good question. I mean, you know the answer, it's because you're woke. Well, not necessarily woke. It's because you attack your enemies and you help your friends, regardless. Well, so, whatever, that guy said that. Apparently most of the judges... You know, you keep your mouth shut. I mean, why? you really don't gain anything by speaking out. But anyway, so apparently he's the only one who said, hey, what about those 500 riots? You know, I wish he would have said those 500 riots that caused 5,000 black people to murder each other, but he didn't say that. But anyways, the first judge I was talking about, she's like, you can't compare this kind of riot to that kind of riot. That's like my woke buddy that I argue with. He's like, these riots are 
whatever, in support of racial justice. So they're good, right? That, that makes them good. And these other ones are by goddamn Trump supporters, and I couldn't hate them anymore, so those are bad. I mean, he doesn't quite say it like that, but that's what he means. This one's against democracy, and this one's helping black people. And don't tell me about how many black people got murdered. Anyways, it's just, whatever. This judge is just saying the exact same stuff that my woke friend says. Alright, they're bringing up the speedy trial thing. And I, don't, I haven't heard what they have to say yet, but the way they started out is, Don't you know there's black people in America who have not gotten a speedy trial? So much false equivalencies. Don't you know this riot is good and that riot is bad? Don't you know that you, you can treat this person bad because some other person was treated bad? Don't you know two wrongs make a right? Three lefts make a right? I don't know if I mentioned this, but yeah, so judges, Democrat and Republican judges, both are like, hey, what's taking you so long? Why are you keeping people in prison, prison so long or jail? All right, so this is, okay, clearing up a little bit here. Where were these people kept? They were kept in the D.C. jail. Washington, D.C. is not a state. It's not a city. It's a whatever. But, um, like, you know, if this happened in Portland, in Portland, Oregon, uh... They've got the city jail, and then they've got the federal jail. But it sounds like maybe it's all kind of combined in Washington, D.C. And apparently this is not a good jail. I don't know if you remember, like, maybe up until, like, 20 years ago, Washington, D.C. was the murder capital of America. I had, you know, you know who was murdering who. I mean, now Washington, D.C. is about to be richer than San Francisco and New York. But anyways, when you have, you know, when, you have, when a city's the murder capital of the nation... You usually don't have a nice jail. And so I think they still don't have a nice jail, even though they're getting rich. And so some Republican politicians, I mean, I agree this is hypocritical, some Republican politicians who never cared about the conditions in the D.C. jail before this are like, hey, these conditions are, I don't know what, they're so bad it's, you know, unconstitutional. It's cruel and unusual. Punishment. So anyways, they did an investigation and some of the people had to be taken out of the jail because it was that bad. Makes me think of that scene in, I think it's Fletch. The movie Fletch. Good movie. Check it out. And uh, Fletch, he gets thrown in jail with some giant hulking inmate. And the inmate is like, bend over. And Fletch is like, nice to meet you, Mr. Dover. Alright, I think that's it on how much they're going to talk about whether or not these people have been held as political prisoners. You know, whether or not they were denied their due process, speedy trial rights. I think the answer is they absolutely were. I mean, basically, if they if they hadn't been denied those rights, this podcast would tell you that. So they just talk about it for one second. They say judges from both sides agree that they were denied their speedy uh, trial due process rights. And then they say, and Republican politicians are hypocrites. I mean, whatever, they skip right over it. A hundred years from now, when the historians finally don't have Trump derangement syndrome, that's going to be the big story of all this stuff. Just political prisoners held without due process. I feel very comfortable saying that now. Sometimes you got to listen to a podcast. You, you know, you have, somehow you have to kind of know what's going on. And then when they don't say something, you also have to take that into account. All right, maybe I spoke a little too soon. They're, they're continuing on down this path a little bit. And so I've heard them say this two times now, and so one of the charges that people get is illegally parading. So you know, I don't know what I don't know what the minimum and the maximum sentences for illegally parading are, but uh, that sounds like you shouldn't be you, know, you should be let out of jail within 24 hours 
and probably get para uh, probation. And they did mention like sedition. People were talking about, can we? Are we going to charge these people with sedition? And they've decided not to do that. No treason, no sedition. And then so the prosecutors basically they don't talk about it. They don't talk about it at all because they, whatever. Obviously they're being evil and talking about you. You know when you're being evil, you don't talk about it. It's not going to help you. You keep mum. But they did have to say a little bit. And so they're like, oh, you know, oh, I have to keep him in jail because there's too much evidence. So, you know, basically because there's a ton of video. Because there's so much video that people took while they were rioting into the Capitol building, uh, that's why we got to hold him. That's just too much video. I mean, what, what do you expect us to do? We can't, we can't just, like, look at the video for this one person and do what's right and let them out because they're just illegally paraded. We got to, you know, we got we to gotta put the brakes on everything. Hold people in jail because, man, there's so much video evidence. Too much evidence, apparently. Okay, the podcast is now is now moving on. Judges nominated by both parties agree that uh, the prosecution is holding people in jail when they shouldn't be. And their defense is, there's just too much evidence, Your Honor, sorry. And so now they're kind of moving on to the conclusion. Right, this ex, you know, this, uh, it's the what next lady... Whatever, interviewing some expert. So, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the upshot of all this, she asks the expert. And the expert is like, well, how do you punish people? How do you punish individual people for a collective thing? You know, and she's woke. So she's like, this collective thing, you know, the January 6th riot, this, this, this whole thing is the worst thing in the universe. I mean, she doesn't say that, but, you know, that's what people think. So the worst thing in the universe ever, in the history of the planet, you know, slavery ain't nothing. January 6th riot, that's the worst thing ever. But then each individual person who was there didn't do nothing bad. I mean, that's not all of them. Some of, attack, some of them attack cops, and anyone who attacks a cop should go up the river, I mean, a long, long time. But basically, I guess, you know, if you really, really hate January 6th and hate Trump supporters, then you're like, God damn it, these laws, these laws that, you know, the only thing they broke is illegally parading. Uh, this is a problem. I'm getting riled up here. All right. So you really hate Trump supporters. You really hate the people who did the January 6th riot. Charging them with illegal parading is obviously not going to scratch that itch so why don't you charge him with sedition well whatever the evidence you need to prove sedition with is uh they don't have that evidence okay fine so you can't prosecute some 70 year old person who had a mega hat who just walked into the capitol when they didn't even know a riot was happening but what about the people in charge i mean why can't we throw donald trump in prison for this stuff for instance these people, you know, whatever. I'm not asking that, but woke people are asking. Woke people are scratching their heads on. And I think the answer is currently unknown. But I guess here, here's the, uh, this is what the lady mentioned. So this is probably the best, your best chance to, you know, take Trump down for sedition himself or whatever. Is there's some group called the Oath Keepers. And then they are friends with Roger Stone, some guy. And Roger Stone is friends with Trump. And so the Oath Keepers may have been... A little more organized and purposeful than, you know, the seven-year-old who just, la-di-da, wanders into the Capitol. So, something to keep an eye on. I've heard the Oath Keepers mentioned a few times. Them and the third, the three, the three-something or others. Anyways, things to keep an eye on.
Yeah, what about the January 6th commission that the House of Reps has been doing for, I guess, yeah, about a year now? Can't they use their subpoena power and their blah, blah, blah to whatever? Get Trump and all his buddies charged with sedition? I mean, I've talked about it before, but that, that commission is completely and utterly worthless. It's nothing but partisan BS. Like, if you really, really have Trump derangement syndrome, then you pay attention to it because, you know, it scratches that itch. Otherwise, no one cares, and they haven't just uncovered anything that I've ever heard of. Anyways, I mean, I don't even, I don't even think that's a thing to watch, but I guess it could be. Somehow they could come up with some sort of smoking gun. Okay, there we go. I listened to the podcast and told you what I thought. And as I've mentioned before, I'm a 2010 liberal, right? Same thing as a Nazi today. But 2010 liberals do not look kindly upon cops being mean to the citizens. And so I don't look kindly upon what they're doing with these people, you know, these Ill illegal paraders. But I think it's going to be a while before we find out whatever. Before it's easy for me to just, like, go on the internet and look up. Oh, 700 people were arrested. 500 spent one day in jail. You know, 300 spent two weeks in jail, 200 spent six months in jail, whatever. Like, that's the stats that I want. It's going to be a while before we know what's going on there. And when we finally find out those stats, every 2010 liberal, which is maybe just me, the, only, the last 2010 liberal in America, will be like, that is a travesty of justice. All those prosecutors, all those judges, they should, whatever, get fired. Except for you can't fire federal judges. Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, and thanks for listening.